Justin Longmuir is the senior coach of Fremantle and he's joined us. G'day, Justin. G'day, Marco. Um, Rory Lobby, has he been doing a bit of practice lately on the 50 metres? Bombs. Yeah, well, he actually does. He kicks a lot of a lot of set shots from our training from pretty much the same sort of areas he was kicking it from yesterday. And he is, is obviously a long kick. Um, probably his radar's been off from that distance um, this year, but, yeah, he nailed them yesterday. So probably missed the easier ones um, that he had in the third quarter, but, yeah, kicked those nice long goals, which gave us a bit of a break in the game, which was nice. Justin, Jimmy Bartell here. Well done on a fantastic result. As we're talking about the big rock lobster, 4-2 from seven kicks. You look at Fredericks, he's had six kicks and kicked three. Did you were efficient? Was that the reason why your attack was back? More efficient or did you play with a bit more dare? Oh, a bit of both. Um, we wanted our forwards to be a bit more dangerous. We've, we've probably just been a little bit stagnant in our forward line and wanted our, wanted our um, forwards to get on the move and see if we could... Um, connect a little bit more going inside 50. Um, yeah, so that was, that was nice. Well, I think we took 18 marks inside 50, which was you know fair, fair bit higher than we've been averaging and probably our best for the year. But, yeah, I thought the supplier that the forwards got had a bit more speed on the ball at times. We definitely had more intent to, to go forward with our ball movement, um, yeah, which, which was, was positive and, and gave our forwards a better look. The man with the most frequent flyer miles in AFL history, Dave Mundy, he just looks like he could go again. What, what was the conversation around him and, I guess, the retirement? Yeah, I think the conversation was more around he, he felt like he wanted to go out with a little bit left in the tank. Um, and, you know, for a 37-year-old, turning 38-year-old, to say that's a um, great, um, I suppose, accolade towards what he's done over the, over the years. Um, and the work he's put in to get his body in good order and um, be able to recover and, and go again. He, he's very rarely missed um, games of footy. So, um, yeah, um, we just need to make sure we, we send him out on the right note. We took a step forward yesterday in doing that. Back to the way you guys played uh, yesterday. It was the Freo that we've come accustomed to in, in the first part of the year. But if you go to the last four to five weeks, what has sides been doing to to stop that ball movement that you guys are really good at from half-back moving forward? Yeah, it's a mixture of a lot of different things, um, I think. Um, I don't think our pressure's been at the level that it was at yesterday. And, and quite often when your, your pressure's at a good level, it gives you good opportunities to go back at the opposition. So our, our pressure, especially in that second quarter, was through the roof and that created a lot of opportunities to go at the game and go at their defence. So that was, a, that was something that was back. Um, we feel like teams haven't been allowing us to get set defensively, which is a real strength early in the season. But teams have either been taking the contest a little bit quicker to send the game into a bit more chaos or, um, yeah, just looking to bounce a bit quicker so we don't get set in our, second, our, our slow play defence. So um, there's a couple of things we've identified. But oh, to be honest, Jimmy, I think some of the stuff that we haven't been getting right is more off the back of us and just not having the dare and the energy that we had early in the year. So yeah. it was nice to get back to that um, you know, selfless team attitude and um, a bit more attack um, with everything we did. Uh, Justin, I was watching the Channel 9 footy show today and I love the way the the networks these days, they show people like me what happens behind the ball, you know, be, be, behind the goals look, and they show your setup and they show the way that your players are drilled and... Um, and, and they show you how it works as well, which I, I think is you know, fantastic when, when you sit there and, you know, on your couch and you're watching all this stuff. How long does it take to coach a team to play the way and to set up the way that you want them 
to set up. Are they professional enough to where it's a six-week job or is it six months? How does that work? Oh, it's always, to be honest, it's a never-ending education because, um, you know, we're really, really role-driven and, um, you know, every week you're changing your role slightly, uh, the personnel in those roles slightly. So it's constantly trying to re-drill and re-skill, um, yeah, a, a lot of what we do, but... Uh, I'd, I'd say you need a yeah, good good preseason um, to do that, um, and that 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 preseason's filled with you know a lot of breakdown drills and um, yeah a lot of individual skills that make up you know the collective. So um, yeah, it's it's probably a long-winded answer, but it's con- continual um, re-education to some degree because like we discussed before, teams are trying to do different things um, at different times. So. Um, yeah, you need your players to be able to adjust and you need really good leadership um, and connection on the field. So I feel like we're, we're slowly getting there with that. And just, uh, I'm curious, how often do you watch it? I'm sure you do. How, how often do you watch their analysis of what you guys do and it's wrong? <laughs> um, oh, well, actually, don't really watch a lot of TV during the year and listen to a lot of analysis, um, to be honest, Marco. Um uh, yeah, I'll probably answer. Probably, looking probably for. 50, <laughs> 50, 50, 50. <laughs> 3AW usually pretty spot on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But <laughs> off the off the back of that, Justin, uh, I'm not saying any players particular, but when you get a feel that the umpires are adjudicating rules a little bit differently, and of course the hot one was the high tackles, and you've got a lot of small forwards, mm. is it something that the forwards coach or you as a coach will educate your players for both sides, like? You know, watch out, um, the umpires are cracking down on, on this rule or you're not going to be able to get this one anymore, so, so put it out of your game. Do, do you do much coaching of around the rules of the game to your players? Not a lot of coaching, to be honest. Um, we, do, we do mention it to our players when we feel like it's an issue, um, something that will affect us, um, whether that's, you know, you watch Friday Night Footy and you get a sense for a rule that they've been a little bit hotter on. Um, or it's just, you know, get a memo from the NFL. But we don't necessarily go out and practice it. I think um, yeah, it's a bit of a furphy in footy that coaches drive players to do certain things. But I think the players are very, very good at identifying trends in the game and um, adjusting their games accordingly as well. So um, they're, they're, they're very smart. They all watch a lot of footy. They all see the, the, the edits on Instagram and social media and they adjust pretty quickly themselves without coaches having to coach it or, or tell them. Justin, uh, you got West Coast next week. Good luck and thanks for coming on. Thanks, lads. No worries.